0: Hello everyone!
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Fit Talk, with your favourite hosts, V and Val. I'm Fee. And I am Bell. and today we are diving into, drum roll, please... Steel, Steel Magnolias! Magnolias? Magnolias? Magnolia? Yeah, Steel Magnolias. Magnolias? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Magnolias. we're diving into Steel Magnolias, which has an amazing cast, so... I'm sure as we're going through the cast, you'll probably recognize a lot of the names. Mm-hmm. But so, Fee, how, oh, Fee. So you obviously you've seen this movie, is it once or a few times?
0: I think I've seen it a couple of times when I was younger, but I didn't really get it, and then I saw it when yeah. I was older. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do, how do you feel like your thoughts about it um, um, when you're younger compared to now are any different or? Is it kind of, did you, was it kind of a nostalgic movie for you?
0: I think when I was younger, I just remember it being some re- like a really sad movie and like, you know, that mm. scene where she like, like has that reaction or like has that episode. That's what I remember yeah. the most. And then like as I, when I watched it, when I'm a, like as an older person, like I, like, I love the jokes that they had, like, the little, like, witty one-liners. Mm-hmm. Like, I really appreciate that, especially for women, like, and female characters to be that yeah. witty and, like, sarcastic and funny. I think, like, in a 1980s movie, I think it was really, like, ahead... Not ahead of its time, because, obviously, Working Girl was in the 80s as well. But, like, mm. um, you know, it's definitely, like, something, like, we didn't expect, f- like, from yeah. Hollywood, I guess, during the 1980s. So I really like the like, whole, like... Like I love Shirley MacLaine's character. I know, like people think her, she's an antagonist, but I love her. And like <laughs> she carries most of the comedy, definitely.
1: Yeah. literally, that is one of my points that I'm gonna say. Yeah. She is literally the like one of the key characters throughout the movie. I mean, that all the women are, but she really delivers a lot. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. 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 So I'd never, act- I'd never seen it. I've heard of it.
0: Mm. I've heard
1: of Steel Magnolias but I'd never seen it so to watch it I was like oh okay this is what everyone's been talking about yeah but yeah did you kind of
0: understand why it's such like a or like did you get it why like it's such a phenomenon I guess (sighs) if I'm being
1: honest I've I was a bit like oh I think I just had certain expectations from it because I'd heard I've heard mm-hmm. of it so much so many times and then I was like oh okay like it's nice mm-hmm. but I don't know if it lived up to the hype that I like the hype that it gets for mm-hmm. me anyway yeah Yeah. so it'll be interesting for them to like hear more of our thoughts like as it goes on because obviously you love it and it's like one of your favorite movies
0: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah that'll be good so I think we can start with um, Should we just get into it Start with the yeah. um, summary And then Get the episode rolling Okay yep. so um, Just a quick summary for all our listeners um, Still Magnolias Is about a tightly knit band of friends um, Who Confront grief Loss, life's unforeseen tragedies And heartaches With what they do best Gossiping and sharing the spirited diabetic and brighter be Shelby, her always supportive mother Melin, Truvy's gawky assistant now, the city's bad-tempered resident Weezer, and the town's former first lady and um, Clary are the warm southern bells who know how to survive life's challenges without their unwavering friendship. But mm-hmm. when Shelby decides to conceive, Things turn upside down. And I actually forgot to mention that we've obviously got Truvi, who is um Dolly Parton, Dolly who was played by Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah,
0: of course. But yeah. All right, so I'm going to go into the basics as I normally do. Mm. Um, so it was directed by Herbert H- Ross. And obviously, he's a very pro- prolific actor, like director and producer, um, predominantly in theatre and film. Um, a lot of the movies like um, sorry a lot, yeah a lot of the kind of direction he's done um, um, I think he did like the first like one of the first Woody Allen ones like where he produced it um, but he also did mm-hmm. Funny Lady which was obviously with Barbara Um The Last of Sheila um, he directed The Sunshine Boys um, I think that was on Broadway yes it was a play Um, and obviously it came like later on into the film but obviously as we discussed before in our previous episode of Footloose, he directed Footloose Um, Mm -hmm. um, also Protocol with uh, Goldie Hawn um, True Colors, Undercover Blue, My Blue Heaven um, with like Nora Ephron and stuff Um, so he's obviously quite a well-known strict director that's what I kind of got the like vibe when I was doing my research. Um but he has some pretty iconic movies under his belt. It was it was produced by Ray Stark, Angie Stone and Victoria White. Um Ray Stark is also kind of known for doing um West Side Story, producing West Side Story, um, the nineteen sixty one version. Um and Sunshine Boys obviously with uh Herbert Ross. Um I think he also did Funny Girl um yeah, he did Funny Girl with Oh, I can't remember who it was. Um oh no, sorry, I'm thinking of the film, but he did Funny Girl in on, on the uh on Broadway, I think it was. And then he did Lolita and all of these like iconic um Hollywood films, um, in the sixties and predominantly in the seventies. Um it was re- re- uh, it was written originally as a play by Robert Harling and um think what was his sister's name um it was based on on robert harling's sister who was like a type one diabetic and kind of went through the a similar kind of um storyline her, her name's susan Harland, said, i'm trying to find it i couldn't find it um but yeah um yeah screenplay was by uh, Robert Harley. Um, music was by Georges um Deliru. Apparently he wasn't the first choice for this movie in terms of composing it, um, as such. Um uh Georges Deliru I hope that's right. He's also done um Anne of the Thousand Uh Days, The Day of the Dolphin, Agnes of God. Um, I think he's a French composer, if I'm not wrong. Um but yeah, he's kind of described as the Mozart of cinema. Um, which is a brilliant description. Um, moving on. Cinematography was by John A. Alonso, um, who's done again film and television. Um and it was uh distributed by TriStar Pictures um made on a budget of 15 million but then went to achieve 96.8 million dollars um i'm just going to go through the product which is great um and yeah passing on to Bell
1: okay so um now we're going to dive into um the cast but we'll kind of keep to the main cast members Mm -hmm. of the movie so we've got sally field who i even if you don't know her name guys honestly Mm -hmm. google her. i'm Mm -hmm. sure you recognize her from something yeah she plays a malin eatonton and she is a social worker slash wife to her husband drum eatonton and mother of three children shelby jonathan and Mm -hmm. tommy and she is in um, she is the mum in Mrs Doubtfire yeah. who I'm sure a lot of people have seen and it's got the girl from Matilda um, she's also in um, Forrest mm. Gump and she's also in Legally Blonde too. so yeah. yeah and then we've of course we've got Dolly Parton who who can forget Dolly Parton Never. she's literally been singing since what I think her first album came out in like 1967 yeah.
0: Love Dolly Parton
1: And um, I'm sure a lot of people know That she's like a massively um, Well-renowned country artist Mm -hmm. Who's like produced so many You know, composed and produced so much music Um, She's actually been in a lot of movies Well, a few movies Like Nine to Five um, And Straight Talk Mm -hmm. There's also this movie called Straight Talk But yeah We've got um, Shirley MacLaine Who plays... Weezer iconic. and yeah. she is, um, she is best, she's actually Clarice's best friend, um, but she's obviously close friends with the entire group of women. Um, we've also, oh, actually, she has been in let me just quickly, she was in
0: Valentine's Day, notes. the one that we covered. She was in, well, she's a grandma, yeah, she was the grandma,
1: the woman that cheated on her husband in Valentine's, yeah. I I recognised her and I was like I think she's that woman but I wasn't sure um, but I think that's the only thing I recognise her from yeah she's
0: in um, at the um, Alfred was,
1: Hitchcock movie which was uh
0: something with ha- something with Harry or something Trouble with Harry that's what it was called yeah.
1: Trouble with um, Harry she was also in um the um, she was also in Bewitched yeah, one. Yeah. yeah so she's she's got like a really long list of accolades so yeah Good for her. And then we've also got um, Daryl Hannah who plays um, a now Dupoy de Soto mm-hmm. de Soto and um, she's basically a newcomer in town so we meet her at the beginning of the movie and she's an apprentice beautician to um, Dolly Parton's character Truvy mm-hmm. Jones and we find out that she was married to like this criminal who gets arrested and then um, she later marries Sammy De Soto. We've also... Oh, what's she been in, actually? She has been in Kill Bill. Both of them. And she's also been in um, Wall Street, which I never watched. But I know it's got Charlie Sheen and Michael Mm -hmm. Douglas. um, So we've also got Olympia Dukakis, who plays Claire Belcher, who is um, the former town first lady. And she... She's so she's been in um, Joan of Arc, and um, Lucky Day, and More Tales Mm -hmm. of the City, which are all like movies in the eighties and nineties. She
0: passed away very recently, I think. She
1: passed away on in May or something. Oh really? Yeah. Oh how sad. R I P to her. And then we've got Julia Fiona Roberts, who plays Shelby. And she is... I mean, guys, we all, we all know Julia Roberts. Yeah. She obviously has done... She was also in Valentine's Day. Oh, my gosh, I just realised. <laughs> Her and um, oh my, um, Shirley. Shirley? We're both in Valentine's Day. But she's got a long list of movies, guys. I'm sure you know who Julia Roberts is. She's done Pretty Woman, Notting Hill, mm-hmm. which we will dive into. Um, she's been in some of the Ocean Ocean's Eleven movies um yeah she's been in so many movies runaway brother yeah she's in lots of different movies and mm. um, we've also got um tom scarrett who plays drum eatonton um, aka shelby's father and we have sam shepherd as spud jones who is um truvie jones's husband we've got dylan McDermott as jackson Lattery, who plays shelby's husband and, and he's um He's also been in um, Law & Order SVU And Law and & Order Organized mm-hmm. Crime And then Moving on We've got um, Kevin O'Connor Who plays um, Sammy De Soto A.K.A. um Anel's, um, Anel's second husband And um, he's been in a few things He's been in um, The Love Bug Gods & Monsters Deep Rising The Mummy so, yeah, he's actually in a long yeah. list of things as well. And finally, we've got um, Bill McCutcheon, who plays Owen Jenkins, and he is Weezer's um, former ex-boyfriend who um, we later... Obviously, we later see them get back together. And he's um, he's been in um, a couple of things as well. Um, Viva Max, mm-hmm. Deadhead Miles, and Hot Stuff. So, yeah, I mean, they've... They're all very, very like well-renowned. They're um, they've all, you know, done very well with their acting careers. So yeah, there we go. So yeah, that is the star-studded yeah. cast of Steel Magnolias.
0: Um. So I have just the facts to go to now. Um. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I am gonna there's quite a lot of facts I think Um, so as I mentioned before um, I'm going to put this here director Herbert Ross um, was kind of a very strict um, director and on the set he's um, very often times kind of reprimanded the actresses um, such as the iconic Dolly Parton and asked her if she
1: could oh I saw this in my research yeah (laughs)
0: Um, and her iconic kind of line back to him was like no, because it's your job to make me look like that. I can. I'm like, yes, Dolly, <laughs> go for it. Um, the cemetery scene was also filmed in one take. Um, there were a lot of kind of contenders. That's impressive because that was a very dramatic yeah, scene. That was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many contenders for Shelby's role. Um, the first one was Meg Ryan. Um, but the producers let her out of the um, contract so that she could go and play Sally in oh. When Harry Met Sally, which is another episode that we've done. So Guys, that was that one. Out. I think that was
1: one of like that was an amazing episode. So go watch it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a brilliant yeah. episode. Um, I think this was it was with it was with Erin, right? Or was it with? Uh, yeah, it was with Erin. Erin from at It's a Fan Dim Thing Pod. Yeah.
1: And guys, go check out her podcast. Yeah. It's an amazing podcast, honestly. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Um, the other uh, actress who was also considered was Venona Ryder, but obviously she was too young. Um, the producers were charmed by her, but because she was
1: too mm. young for the
0: part, they didn't take her on. Um, slightly ironic, because she's only, a, like, two years younger than Julia. Oh. Ray,
1: which... Yeah, I wonder how old Julia Roberts was when she got the part. Um, Hmm. that's interesting.
0: I don't know. Very interesting. Dolly Parton and Daryl Hannah studied hairstylists so that their hairstyling scenes would look authentic. A particular necessity in the first beauty shop scene, during the course of which Parton styles Julia Roberts' hair for her wedding. Um. Herbert Ross had lost his first wife, Nora Kay, in 1987 only two years before the film's release. His harsh treatment of the actors led um, Shirley MacLaine to tell him that he'd been behaving badly since Nora's death and it wasn't respectful to her or to them. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, Daryl Hannah, who actually does play Annell, was um, originally turned down the role for Anel, um because uh, director Herbert Ross thought she was too attractive and she asked if she could come in, read for the part anyway. The next day, she arrived at the studio dressed as a now, so unrecognisable that security refused to let her in. <laughs> I mean... That's
1: connecting.
0: <laughs> how hilarious. Um, so another hi- Hollywood icon called Betty Davis, who I love, um, saw the off-Broadway play and she thought it'd be a great film for her, envisioning herself as Weezer, Kathleen Hepburn... Love Catherine Hepburn as Clary, and Elizabeth Taylor as Truvy. However, when she con- uh, contacted the rights holders for the movie adaptation, she found out that they intended to cast much younger actresses. Mm. I mean, when did Captain Hepburn pass away? I think like I'm trying to think, uh, two thousand three. So yeah, they would have, they could have made it. Um, but be yeah, I guess that. Um, it was shot in the small Louisiana town of Natchitoches reportedly the filmmakers made so many demands of the locals particularly those who volunteered to be extras that when Man in the Moon in 1991 was shot in the same town extras were very hard to find wow <laughs> does not sound like a great um, not
1: surprised
0: great set to be in no um, no the original source play has no stage roles for men. The characters spend a great deal of time talking about men in their lives, but no male characters ever appear on stage. That's interesting. Mm, Very interesting. Okay. Um. So another. So the next one is about you know the scene where it's Jack Junior's first birthday and you, and he's on the lap. Mm-hmm. Is he's on Shelby's lap? Yeah. We never see because of the angle. We never see Julia Roberts. This is because um, the little girl, it's played by a girl, he's played by a girl who's playing him, is actually sitting on her mother's lap. She was not on Julia's Robert's lap because she got scared while oh. sitting on hers and not on her mother's. Understandable. Oh.
1: You know what? There was something about that scene that stood out to me. I was like, I, I, why aren't they showing same, her? Because they yeah, were showing the whole family. Same. That's why I was like, why are her? they not I was showing like, her. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: that makes a lot of sense. Um, Malin's home is actually two different houses. The t- the Cook Taylor house owned by the Henry Taylor family and now a bed and breakfast in Natchez was used for the f- outside front of the house and most of the scenes inside the house and in the backyard. It is on the front street by the ro- str- ed- It is on the front Street by the river and can easily be located and is now known as the St- Steel Magnolia's Bed and Breakfast. During film filming the Taylor's moved out and rented an apartment so that the actors could act to stay and film during the uh, movie. Oh wow. Um, between the six female principals are twelve Academy Award nomination and five wins. Only Daryl Hannah and Dolly Parton have not won although Parton was nominated for best song from nine to five and Trans America. I think yeah that's amazing. I'm, I'm sure she's now I think Dolly Parton has for sure ha- is an EGOT and has won um yeah a Grammy no uh, Oscar for sure
1: has she hold on Let me see.
0: um okay the next fact um Olympia Dukakis was unavailable for the photo shoot for the movie poster so they had another woman pose with Shirley MacLaine and then superimposed Dukakis's head into the image the title has been suggest- said to suggest that the main characters are delicate as magnolias but tough as steel. But this was not explained in the movie, nor did it need to be. True. The only references to mm-hmm. her, to the two words are Reese's near accusation of drum of stealing magnolias from her tree. And then a later comment by Melin that men are supposed to be made out of steel i don't know if you mm. caught
1: that though but yeah mm-hmm. yeah i did it's um it's when she's talking about um shelby's yeah. the scene when shelby died and she's like oh her husband couldn't even stay in the room and um shelby's husband couldn't stay in the room and they had to leave they couldn't stand yeah. it and she was the only one that kind of stuck by her side till she passed away and she then she says that line
0: yeah exactly
1: about you know you know they say men are supposed to be made of steel but basically they they had to leave the room because they were so you know upset by what was going on.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I have one more. Um, each significant event in the movie falls around a holiday. Shelby's wedding is an Easter. Shelby's return and pregnancy announcement, Christmas. Shelby's surgery and her son's birthday celebration, Fourth of July. Anel's bridal shower and Shelby's collapse Halloween and then Anel goes into labour Easter, making the movie completely cyclical in its narrative structure um I think that's about it yeah so I'm done with the facts
1: um, Belle? I like that, that's really cool Mm. hmm okay yeah I just had a brief um, something brief to say about the script so um, so, okay so this is a comedy drama romance movie and um, as Fia and I mentioned before um, a lot of comedy comes from Weezer's character Um, Mm -hmm. her comedy isn't very like um, it's not like your usual um, it, it's very basically as she has she's a, there's a lot of sarcasm and a lot of dark humor um, and she's also does a lot of banter she goes back and forth with characters especially Clarie and, and they do a lot of back and forth with each other which creates a lot of the, like the comedic moments in the movie and um, we've also got um, some romantic elements from the relationship between Shelby and Jackson who we see get married um, at the beginning of the movie. We've got Annel and Sammy, who um, Sammy is her second husband um, because she her first husband mm. was like, found to be dealing with like, some criminal activities. And then we've also got um, Weez- uh, Weezer and her ex-boyfriend, Owen Jenkins, who get back together um, by the end of the movie. Then for the drama, of course, we've got um, the fact that um, Julia Roberts' character Shelby um, is a type one diabetic, and um, we learned that kind of at the be- close to the beginning of the movie when um, she has an episode, like a diabetic episode, and um, throughout the movie, it's it's a very sweet movie, and that's like the one thing that's like sat that's like the one thing that um kind of disrupts Mm -hmm. their happiness because throughout the movie it's like every they're a very tight-knit group of women and it's all very sweet and loving and that's like the one thing that kind of causes them Mm -hmm. like sadness and um brings a lot of um just kind of darkness if yeah that's like the only dark element of the movie but it is like a strong element of the movie so that i think i'd say that's where the drama comes from and then of course Mm -hmm. um we follow her journey from like getting married to having a child which then causes complications um for her health because she's a diabetic so we learn that she's um after she's had her child she's um having um dialysis sessions and then after that she's got to have a kidney replacement and then after that she sadly passes away so yeah and then that's how the movie ends so Mm -hmm. yeah that was definitely the drama um aspect of the movie but yeah just thought i'd um give a brief um brief insight into um some aspects of the movie yeah. but yeah that is me done and fee is there anything else you wanted to get into or shall we get into the questions
0: yeah
1: yeah okay so how do you feel about um the female yeah, the f- um, the ha- how, about how women are portrayed now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know I feel like this is a tough question because it's like a completely different era like um. I don't no, know I think it's no,
1: like
0: they're like independent and not mm-hmm. like I don't think women are Clarice, oppressed yeah. in this movie at all like I don't think like they're defined by men especially mm-hmm. like Lisa and Clarice. Is that her name, Clarice? Um, uh, I think, like, Shelby is defined by her illness, which I think is, like, the, literally the only thing that is, like, kind of restricting her. And, like, even her mum, like, even when she gets married, there's, like, not a... It's not because she's getting forced into it. It's rather, like, the fact that she wants to do this to herself. It's Weirdly, it's, like, quite a liberating movie for women, I think, in the 80s um if you think about it and i don't know i don't know how to describe it because i like i feel like i've watched it so many times but like like um like what they said like before that men aren't that important in this ca- in this thingy in this play i mean in this film because um the women are so such strong like entities on their own like you have Nell who's like the like she, like she, the movie starts mm-hmm. off like going and finding a job and like or getting a job or going to an interview and then you have Dolly Parton's character who's like the kind of like mm-hmm. soul, and I guess like you don't really know what her husband does but like she basically has a shop yeah. attached to the end of her house um you have then Sally Field and like Shelby obviously Shelby I think is like the weakest i guess female character but i think it's only because she's like yeah. physically weak um, but even like Sally, like um, Malin, who is like running her household and like making sure that mm-hmm. like, the day is like perfect and whatever. Um, yeah, and then you have Chloe, who is like the first lady, and like even though her husband's like passed away, like she's yeah. still so important in this town. You have Weezer, who's like socially like not acceptable, and like, but she's just, she still says that like people mm-hmm. respect her because she has more money than God. Um, and I think that that's just like, such a kind of um, revolutionary, like idea, and like not re- idea, but like just a revolutionary. Like I wouldn't have expected this movie to be made in the eighties, kind of thing. Um, and it really does, like how they said it. It was like it really does represent, like the title, because like they look like they look. they're they're meant to like look pretty but they like are strong as kind of hell basically and go through hell especially malin who's like looks Mm. like the most daintiest and like weakest kind of person but like she's like also like a very like established like um she she works in the mental health field because like which in the 80s who has heard of that kind of thing um and like yeah of course you have the kind of bitchiness of the women like you have the gossiping conniving side of it but it's not like stereotypically like mean girls um Mm. suede if that Mm -hmm. makes sense it's not heightened if that makes sense um like I feel like we are we still do that like in age but yeah I don't I think it's like a very like out there message of like no like women are like completely entire different entities from the men and the men literally don't have like as an of an important like,
1: I yeah. guess presence. Yeah, basically. everything you said is yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I agree with. Um, I first of all I just want to I feel like their relationship is literally a reflection of the movie's title, still magnolias. You know, being a flower, and you know that represents kind of being delicate and beautiful. And at the same time, having the strength mm-hmm. of steel. So I love that. Um, I love that idea. I feel like if mm-hmm. it was to if they had to remake it, it would be in in um, a twenty twenty one version of Steel Magnolias. I feel like their portrayal would be very much like a woman that's runs her own. One of them would be running her own company. One of them would be kind mm-hmm. of um, I just like taking on um, very I don't know I guess like maybe be a CEO being like the boss chick basically but I feel like I I like how still Magnolia's was able to represent women in a very kind of you know we've got Julia Roberts Shelby's mm-hmm. character who I was yeah. very surprised to see her in that role because I've never seen her in such a girly role where she's played like a delicate woman i feel like most of the um most of all of the characters that i've seen her play are very outspoken but in as shelby she was very kind of delicate but we also saw a very strong side to mm-hmm. her of you know mm-hmm. despite her illness she was still yeah. um she still kind of um so basically, for anyone that hasn't seen the movie, her mum, because right. of her illness, the doctors suggest that she doesn't have kids. So technically, she can have kids, but they they advise her against it. And her mum, um, her, her mum, um, is in agreement with them because obviously it then puts her at risk of um having like causing her to become seriously ill down the line. So um, mm-hmm. I love that she she was very delicate, very sweet, but still very strong enough to have her say still very strong to disagree with her mom's decision but you know to say this is my body i want to have kids she was still able to, to stand up to her mum, but not in like her i hate you mom which i feel like in this day and age it would be kind of portrayed but i like that we see women as yeah very dainty but obviously still having the side of um mm-hmm. being able to like re- assert themselves, and um, yeah, I love the sisterhood between them. Yeah, for sure. um, there was a very strong bond. Um, when Anel comes into the com- their community, they welcome her with open arms, and they all have something different to offer. So I like that. We saw very sweet characters. Mm-hmm. We saw the mum in um, um oh um Shelby's mum Shelby's mum Malin, who's like a homemaker, but as isn't like a ditzy Ditzy kind of character who's just like pandering after mm-hmm. her husband. But she's a very strong character as well. And um we've got Clary obviously, just to kind of echo what you said already as mm-hmm. well, clary who, um despite the fact that she's lost her husband, she still got life in her. She's not kind of like, oh Yeah. Her husband's dead. So like that's the end of life. She's still kind of living and um, even though she misses him So um, and then we've got Weezer who's a very strong character as well so I love that we see them in they all have mm-hmm. something very different to offer and we see a lot of vulnerability and strength so I like I like yeah and then um, shall we move on to um, the portrayal how men are portrayed and how we um, how we feel about that
0: I mean I think obviously like as I mentioned, like there's not much to mm-hmm. say about the men because um They're very secondary. <laughs> there's not they? I mean, there is a space for men and there isn't. Like you just have Jackson who's mm. like her husband and then obviously her dad and they're like yeah, again, it's very like empowering to the women and like how women have such a bigger say mm-hmm. in anything in and everything than the men do. Like Shelby has more power in terms of like not more power but like she has more say in whether she wants a family or not and like no one i think like norm i think normally if you were to see like a movie i think um usually the men would try and like intervene and be like oh no Mm -hmm. we should do it this way this way and like have the upper hand but i like that in this one it's again like what i said before it's just like based on what the women feel and what the women stand for and like what they believe yeah. is true um and yeah i think it's like their decisions and their opinions matter more than men mm. men do um yeah which again this is why like is it is one of my favorite movies because it's just so refreshing to see and like it's just like her and her mum making all the decisions, and then they go and tell their friends, yeah. which is like, yeah. and then they discuss it. So it's not like, yeah, it's not like going to each male family member and be like, okay, we should do this. We should like, you know, and giving that, and giving them that right. I guess I think it's literally like, you know, your mm. body, your choice, kind of thing. But also, it's like, um women are making the more important decisions yeah. in this movie, whether it's leaving their husbands, whether it's like buying businesses and like um whether it's having family, it's like everything that like Shelby does, it like runs past her mum first and like even when she tells them about the dialysis, she asks her mom, like, should we yeah. tell them kind of thing? It's like it just kind of represents the power that the women have in this movie as opposed to like what a man would have mm-hmm. in a regular yeah. movie.
1: Yeah um I would say yeah I um, I like that with Malin she kind of we see her as um I think I think in, traditionally in a lot of movies we see especially in the 80s um, the mums tend to be to not have much of a say and the dad kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: is like a stern character who dictates what all the kids do and how they do it and when and where they do it and things like that but in this in this um movie we see we i think we see them more as equals we see them as Mm -hmm. um like as equally as um melin's husband has a say she also has a say and you know we see her as like a, a as just a like a a mom that's really involved in her in you know the her kids lives and you know the mm-hmm. yeah the things Definitely. that they do and stuff like that and um, I liked that um, yeah I mean yeah my other point is that men are very secondary which we I feel like it's you don't come across very often but men are very secondary in this mm-hmm. movie which is um, which is yeah interesting and it's interesting that you mentioned that on um in the musical men don't actually appear. Um, at all which yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. basically reflects um, in the movie so yeah mm-hmm. yeah but um, yeah I think the men were portrayed like really well you've got Jackson who um, he basically gives Ch- Shelby the choice of like if you choose not to have kids we can adopt and that's really mm-hmm. obviously that's such a loving thing to do and you know such an um, not at all from a place of selfishness or anything because it shows that he's thinking of her health yeah. and that was really nice to see and um mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm just trying to think of any other men but i think i think that's it really so yeah i, I like the portrayal yeah. of men altogether though for yeah. sure yeah same and then um yeah i mean in terms of is this a healthy relationship i'd I don't know if that would apply to this movie, will it? Because we don't read The romance is more of a...
0: Yeah.
1: Isn't as... Isn't...
0: Isn't yeah. essential point. So,
1: I yeah. think, shall we go to... Get on to rating yeah. the movie? Yeah. Go, okay, you
0: can go first.
1: so I would give this a... I'd give it a three. I'd give it a three, yeah, because okay. I liked that um, we saw we saw very th- um we all the characters have had several different dimensions to them if you looked really closely you see that they've got different elements to them it mm-hmm. wasn't kind of like I, um Shelby is just like this sweet character but we saw her struggles we saw how she dealt with them we saw um, also Weezer, who comes to- off as very um confrontational and very um loud and mm-hmm. you know but we also see that a certain vulnerability to her as well um in a few scenes um in a few of the scenes so um yeah, yeah i thought the script was great i would say it was um as an eight um as a movie in the 80s i was very surprised just like you said fee that this was a movie done in the 80s because i wouldn't have expected it to see women like mm-hmm. thriving in, in in this way in in that time in the movie, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, those were the things I liked about it, and that's why I would give it a three. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Okay, I would give it just because it's one of my favorite movies. I'd give it a four point five just because I think it was light years of a mm-hmm. ahead of its time. It was written beautifully. I think the dialogues were amazing. I think uh, the direction was amazing. I think every, like, it had equal, like, split screen time and, like, it was just quality, like, acting and, like, just viewing, basically. I think each person in that cast gave such a stellar performance. Like, it wasn't that, like, there was a falter of Mm. anyone. Like, everyone like whatever the character was supposed to be was like bang on and this is why it's like considered such a cult like iconic movie in like film history right. because it's like it is just about women like and then it's also like um, yeah like I, I, I don't know how to describe it but just I think the freedom that women are given in this movie and but like just performance wise I think it's brilliant like the dialogues delivered um, Sally Field is like amazing Mm -hmm. I mean she's still like winning Oscars to this day like the fact that she's still going on and like it's just amazing in every role that she does and I love her so I like for her I think it was just such a brilliant movie also love Julia Roberts in this role um and I think yeah the women like really sold these characters and it wasn't like it wasn't like a like a drag on like a kind of Mm -hmm. morbid movie I think it was like a really comforting like you were basically just like a part of the conversation and you was just kind of eavesdropping yeah. it's in very so sweet, isn't and it? and that's what it felt and i think yeah and i just and i do definitely think that it it deserves the accolades and like awards and stuff that it got and i think it is like a cinematic like genius because i i think this movie is like referred to when people do like the black the Beckdale test and like the Creating other, like, you know, main, like, female centric Mm -hmm. series. I think this movie is such an inspiration to that. And yeah, and it's like, Mm -hmm. how can you not love it? So I I definitely appreciate, like, the movie just be, like, on a creative front. And, like, I think just story wise and everything was
1: just brilliant on this movie. And we'd like to thank you once again for tuning in. um, And, honestly go back to some of our past episodes and um give yeah. it a listen because we dive into so many different movies and i'm sure you'll have some favorites so comment mm-hmm. let us know what your favorites are why you like them um contribute to the conversation let us know your thoughts about this who was your favorite character and why and yeah or who do you think you are most like as well <laughs> that'll be interesting so yeah let us know
0: um your thoughts about everything thank you for always listening and keeping on top of our episodes and just giving us love on social media as well uh social media and twitter and instagram are at Pod. Um, and our uh, gmail is at flicktalkpodcast the number one at gmail.com acasters you can just find us at flicktalk on acast, apple, spotify anything, anywhere that basically streams podcasts um, I think this is it and we'll see you next we'll see week, you next week. Um, for our 3rd July episode um, and yeah Belle do you have anything
1: else no, no parting thoughts I've said it all <laughs>
0: perfect um so we'll bid you adieu take care um
1: and yeah we'll see you next week see you next week guys take care bye